What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie, it's episode number 40, and I finally figured out that I should roll one of these padded chairs into the <laughs> closet instead of sitting in that plastic thing that, that we've been sitting in the last, you know, 40 episodes. But uh, this, this feels good. I feel comfortable. Uh, I'm feeling like it's going to be a good show. Are you jealous of the chair that I'm using right now, or are you good? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I'm pretty good because I'm... Uh, <laughs> I got to sit so much during the course of a day, especially over the next month. I'm just going to have my head buried in my computer. And, uh, yeah, it's just, like, not good, you know, spending 12 hours a day sitting in a chair. But for you, it's smart. Get, you know, keep man. that golf back, uh, yeah, you know, that's the from key. getting tightened up and, and not be like me, have a jacked up back at in 10 years from now. So I, I don't blame you. Um, speaking of, you know, taking care of people's self and – you know, taking care of oneself. Taking care of business. Yeah, taking care of business. Big baller business. Yeah, you know, big baller is moving forward. You know, LeVar has his thoughts on how what that should be. Lonzo definitely has his thoughts on what that should be, but kind of lost in a little bit of that hoopla is that Mello is an 18-year-old player who's good coming basketball. along and reaching to where Lonzo was basically going into UCLA. So... You know, uh, we follow that, as we've said on many pods before, since these guys were young kids. And if you saw them at 13 or 14, I'm speaking of Mellow Ball, I'm projected to where he's at right now is exactly what I would have thought. Would I have thought he'd leave Chino Hills? No, not necessarily. I didn't think that part was going to go on. But as far as his development and... Yeah. His size, let's say he's about 6'7", probably what, 170, 175? He's a little bit. He's getting kind of filling up, maybe 185, close, closer to that's 190. That's pretty big. Yeah, it's really big. Because that's as big, big as Lonzo was. Yeah. It's the same age. So that's exactly what I expected. Uh, so, you know, based on what that, what did you kind of expect? We've talked about it before. Obviously, I saw him last year at Hoop Paul Aspire and things like that. Yeah. I've seen him play. I mean, you've seen him play. It's not, yeah. not, not rocket science. have seen for a long time. What, what did you think? At this point in time, 18 years old, going into what have would have been his freshman year of 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 high school. I'm sorry, freshman year of college. Yeah, yeah. What have, what, what would you have thought? It's the reason why we're talking about this, Ronnie, is because uh, everyone's kind of on Twitter going crazy about uh, ESPN or Draft Express or whomever does the mock draft for ESPN bumping Mello up to being the you know projected number three overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft leapfrogging I think like 20 spots I think before wow this one he was in the mid-20s before they updated it um and those guys are down in uh, Australia where Melo's playing professionally right sure. now and he's had a you know impressive first three or four games I think they played three sure. or four games and uh one of the the quotes from the story is that you know NBA scouts have done a complete 180 on Lamelo Ball's game, uh, their, you know, their expectations or their view or their scope of what, what they see in him as a potential NBA prospect. Now he's the number three overall, you know, prospect in that draft, uh, as of now. But like you said, Ronnie, we we've been watching this kid since he was a seventh grader, a sixth grader playing playing seventeen U. We've talked sure. about this multiple times, and even then he was torching those guys. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, he was he was scoring you know twenty points a game against you know top level. Correct. Uh, 17U players who are some of them are going to be in either were in this draft going to be in the yes. next one or in the 221 or they were very good college players correct so this is nothing surprising is what we're no. trying to say the only thing that I've seen that is obviously better is uh, like you said 
I think people thought a couple things. One is that it was gimmicky, uh, the way they played. Yeah. But it's, the skill level wasn't gimmicky. No. But the way they played, yeah, it was, it's, to an extent it was gimmicky. And then the shot. The actual mechanics of his shot, you know, it was sure. really bad at, at times when he was young. I think you know the reason he did that though is he was shooting such long three pointers, yeah. and he was so small, he had to have that weird yeah r- shot on it to get it there. But again, he's gaining strength now, as you said. But you watch, you watch his yeah. release and follow through. There's no issues there. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no issues with the release and follow. Thumbs through. the no, ball he, one little bit. Sometimes. Yeah, but again, like. As so those other players, yeah. the release and the follow through, the most important thing. Correct. And he's a better shooter than Sean Marion. Most like a Sean lot of Marion's kids nowadays. Form. We just <laughs> we, we're going to talk about the Pangos all frost off camp later. But one of the things that I saw at that camp was the inability of kids to shoot the basketball. I mean, I saw more of missed free throws this weekend than I've ever seen in covering an event. It was insane. Sure, the amount of missed free throws. Well, there's, there's a huge amount of kids, a huge different talent disparities. We'll get into that. Yeah, in a, back in to Mello though. No, yeah. I'm I'm not surprised that he's yeah. projected as a as a top three pick or even a lottery pick, whatever you want to call it, uh, in not the upcoming draft. Because, I mean, you when you watched him as a sixth grader, seventh grader, eighth grader, right? You're yeah. like, damn, this guy. You know, they they play a weird style of basketball. He doesn't really play defense, but again, uh, he he made high IQ plays with whether it was passing, you know, uh, setting up teammates. He had crazy ball handling ability. Just his skill set was always there for Mello. It was just a lot of people didn't take to the the style of play. They didn't sure. take to the bombastic personality that was and still is Lavar Ball. Sure. Um, so a lot of the, the coach and he was the coach. Yeah, it's not like he right, was just right. in the background. And a lot of the evaluations, even from when he went to high school in that, that sophomore year against Oak Hill, when he had 36 points and he, he, uh, you know, nearly beat, you know, Oak Hill and a really good Oak Hill team. They, yeah. they lost in the end, but he had 36 and he had a, you know, a great move. I'll never forget that crossover of Lindell Wigginton, who's now sure. at Iowa state. Um, that crossover sure. move with the floater. I mean, that was insane. Um, yeah. and at their 60 game winning streak, if, six short of the state record. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. it, I want to pass this to you, Ronnie. We were talking about this before we even came on the podcast while we were preparing for it was, okay, so LaMelo Ball, let's put him back in the, in the senior class last year. Yeah. Have him play his full junior year and full senior year at Chino Hills. Yeah. What rank is he and how much hype does he have going into his freshman year of college, whichever college you would have chosen? Sure. Well, let's talk about a little. I wrote a story on ballslife.com uh, last season uh going into the holidays from who paul so it was december of 2018 which is what six seven months ago maybe a little more yeah eight months ago and you know again your nico Mannion's playing in that event against Jalen green's team i believe san joaquin memorial at the time and cole anthony's lingering there you know in that class 219 and obviously nico came back to that class in 219 so, you know, um, I wrote the story and I basically said if he was in high school ball, I still think he would have been in the four to 15 range, depending on what you like of him then, meaning eight months ago. You know, uh, I, I didn't see much difference than if he was playing at Chino Hills in terms of that ranking. I do see the differences. And we mentioned before we talked about it, and we'll get into it in future pod because we're going to talk about an all-decade team. An all-decade team meaning nationally and statewide. You know, mm-hmm. would Mello have been the Mr. Basketball for California this past year and that Chino Hills team maybe making another run Open at run. the national title? Mm-hmm. And that would have maybe 
elevated him just a slightly little bit more. You know, maybe he's three or four in the in the class mm-hmm. instead yeah. of six. You know, right. just because he's having a great year. You know, just like Lonzo, he went to number two in most people's um, at the end of that season because that helped the high school team was winning. They had an historic season. So how about they conceivably could have had another historic season? Yeah, he's that with good him, with him and Big O. Yeah, and with him and back Big O. Yeah. They could have easily been the Open champs again. Been been playing big time games uh, instead of Big O losing basically nine ten games a season and then just dominating the playoffs in in one division lower, which is Division One, which he did. Yeah, and he had great seasons. You know, two great seasons. So um, at that time, I thought it was about the same. I, if you liked. If you like Nico Mannion, then some people did even say he's the best of those three. Others like Co Anthony and a certain faction liked Mello. Right? But now you look at it six, eight months later, Mello's probably another inch taller. Mm-hmm. He's gotten uh the chance to play uh pro am style ball. People still see how good he is. And now you look at it, it's like, okay, I think at this point, most people are probably gonna say he's a better long term pro potential than um, Nico, nothing against Nico, just that's the way you know the ball shoes and, and Mallow's getting bigger and he's developing. Co Anthony, I, I don't know, they haven't Co Anthony hasn't played, they haven't played for yeah. since I mean, yeah. last you know, spring, so we so, don't know what he's gonna do in college, correct? So, if you take away the top guys, uh, I right now he could be a better pro prospect than Isaiah Stewart, um, uh, you know, other guys that are in that class. The couple of the guys who went to the balls last game, just throwing them out there, like Precious and, and a few others, they're, they're not. Probably the prospect Mallow is. I don't think Mallow's a better prospect than James Wiseman. I don't see anything that's changed. It's so I don't think he's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if you think he's the top prospect, what has he done? I mean, he's a seven I mean, footer that can move and be agile. So it's only a matter of you think now he's a little bit better than Cole and Nico. Maybe there's another college point guard I'm missing, Devin. I mean, you know what I mean. The best college point guard probably I mean, coming back this year is Cassius, Cassius Winston, Winston from yeah. Michigan State. But as far as pro potential goes, yeah. Lamella Ball is six feet seven, yeah. shoots it from everywhere, yeah. Yeah. crafty scorer. I mean, just does everything. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think might be a few notches higher. I think because he's growing still. Yeah, I mean, here's you know, the thing: you get he's mean, a little heavier and if, stronger. If, so he went now from sorry to cut you off. From no, you're good. Me, yeah. from five or six in that class now to three or four, two or three or four. Yeah, That's and it. if yeah. imagine so imagine you know uh, uh, if the Ball family played. Yeah. Played it like some people we know have played it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Melo's an 18-year-old August birthday, right? Yeah. He could be going into his senior year, so he could be a 2020. Um, sure. If we want to get crazy, if we want to get really crazy, Ronnie, he could be a junior in high school. Yeah. If we wanted to really pushing, get crazy. Pushing the envelope. Pushing the, the – yeah. But, again, so he could be yeah. a, a senior in high school this year. Yeah, because we're and imagine born, the imagine well, the hoopla that would be surrounding him then. It'd be yeah, crazy. He'd be the number one player in the class. Easy. Yeah, I mean, so uh, imagine him like at yeah coming up this year's Pangos camp, meaning with yeah with Terrence Clark, right? Jalen Clark, uh, you uh, know that group. Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. You know, so but they didn't play it that way. I mean, you no, know, he started high school 14. earlier than. 13 going on 14. Earlier than most uh, yeah. kids nowadays start high school. Sure. Um, and it's just crazy how he just continued year in, year in and year out, whether it's you know been at Chino Hills and then Lithuania, then Spire now in Australia. It just keeps getting better and better and better, and it keeps growing and uh, physically and you know in his game. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, for me, it's not surprising that no. he's in, we're in this position now that he's being talked about as a potential lottery pick, maybe top five, top three pick, whatever. Yeah. What's interesting to me is how people, how quickly people are changing their tune. Yeah. The, so pe- the same people who knocked the uh, Ball family for the style of play. This is strictly on the court. Sure. Style of play. What like didn't watch their games because it wasn't real basketball. Like things like right. that and kind of gimmicky. You, you yeah. Gimmicky and evaluated under that scope and evaluated with a bias. Yeah. That those those are the people changing their tune. So that's what's me, interesting to me. Let me throw this at you and you harden the pain on this. What is the bigger factor that's changing your like you said the one eighty? Um, throwing away Mallow's uh. Reputation as being gimmicky, cherry picking, playing with Lonzo, or they're just figuring he's too good. Lavar's baggage, what he brings to his son, we're just gonna have to overlook it. So, which one is bigger? Uh, I think he's just so good that it's just there's no denying it anymore. There's no ability to deny how good he is. Yeah, has because he's doing it. He's doing it at in a different. Um, I guess it's a different setting. He's doing yeah. it. In a pro setting, with and older I, people again, with older dudes, I'm not sure yeah. the level of competition that he's played so far in the NBL. I'm not privy to that. It's it's pro higher than grown men. It's higher than Chino Hills's regular season schedule for sure, no doubt, no doubt about that. Right, yeah. exactly. And yeah. he's just, and I mean, is it arguably higher than UCLA schedule? I don't know. I maybe mean, problem, probably maybe. they're maybe. older. They're older guys, experienced, yeah. you know, grown yeah. men. Sure. Uh, and dude, it's just he's always had this skill set. Yeah, he's always had this skill set. He's always been a guy. Who can beat you from you know three point range with you know he wasn't efficient you know back in the day obviously he took yeah. bad shots made bad decisions um, sure sure but those things those are things that you grow like yeah I think he he's got, not going to do that forever I think he got unnecessarily roped into the quote unquote circus sure. right and didn't he wasn't given much leeway for making bad decisions as a twelve year old you yeah. know what I'm 13, saying he's fourteen he's 12 years and old thirteen years old like yeah. Give the dude a break. Like he's gonna mature at was, some point. Yeah, it was clear. Lonzo, clearly, Lonzo's matured for sure. As we've seen on those, he those was videos. always he was always a high level decision maker. Yeah. Lonzo, but was. I'm saying he's matured as a young man. Yeah, for sure. And like you have to give people leeway for that. Yeah, um, especially a, you know, like like we're saying, a 12, 13, 14 year old being evaluated under a microscope of that magnitude. It was a crazy microscope. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think he's just matured overall. Whether it's his game or his IQ, yeah, off the court, it, yeah. the way he carries himself. Um, he's still he's a always been a, yeah, yeah, but he's always been you know whenever you talk to him in person, he's always been a really nice kid. Always no been a level-headed kid. Always answered your questions. Extremely respectful, just as we've always said about each of the the ball kids. Um, yeah, it was just more of a I think Bronny. It's more of a taking a you know sit back and just kind of taking the game as it is, not trying yeah. to quantify put it, put it under the Lavar scope, compare him compare him to his brothers because it was yeah. clear clear in my mind. Uh, his freshman year and his sophomore year at at Chino Hills, that he had the most pure basketball talent of all of them. Sure. I think it went from, you know, this guy could be, and I think when Lonzo had his um, really terrific senior year and really good year at UCLA and he became the number two pick of the draft, it's like, okay, let's not put Mello on a pedestal yet. That kind of changed a little bit. But some of the things that I – liked more about Melo were still there. Even when Lonzo was having his terrific season when he had 25 triple-doubles in 35 games, is he's still a little upright for me. He doesn't change directions as good as Melo. That hasn't changed. He's still not maybe the word shifty or wiggle, 
He doesn't have he's it. A, he's a little rigid. Is like the way I like to describe yeah, it. He's, he's just, it's always been there. Yeah. So you can overlook that and say, hey, he's still a great player. He's a great rebounder, great point guard, great leader. Led his team. They win. Mm-hmm. But he still hasn't. That still part of his game still hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Mallow's always been a little better in that. Just a I little think, shiftier, a little wiggle, get into the creases, just a little better yeah, at I that. Now are, he's six seven yeah, doing it. Right. And I think those things are naturally given, right? Correct. Like fluidity, yeah, Mal- athleticism. Yeah. No, he he, yeah. he bully balled yeah. smaller defenders in the mid yeah. post and hit, you know, relied on on yeah. Lonzo and Melo to set him up for open yeah. threes. N- like no no knocking Langel ball. He was a extremely productive high, high school, school basketball player. player. Yeah. Um but of of the body type and the athleticism yeah. and the yeah. the things you look for in a long term prospect, he was the least likely of the three, three. to be NBA an NBA player. Well, of course, and we knew that, and, and most most people knew that. I yeah. mean, it wasn't Lonzo's impact ability to impact the game in so many different ways, whether it was defensively. Like yeah. a lot of people always said, oh, they don't play defense, but that dude, I mean, he blocks yeah. shots, defensive rebounding. Uh, his ability to hedge and recover, guard multiple positions, lead uh, a lead a ball carry to where he wanted him to go right. for, for to the set team him up defense. for yeah, yeah exactly team defensive concepts, uh, yeah. getting in passing lanes like that was always there. It was always there. He it wasn't maybe a traditional like hey I'm gonna lock you up and slap the floor and yeah. you know uh, he's not our do guy a Jeffrey defensive McClendon. slide. He's yeah. not a, he's not a mad he's not dog McClendon. Yeah. Right, he's not Jeffrey McClendon. He's not uh, Rex Fluger. Right, but he, again he you know. saw. He, he's like just like he saw the game offensively three steps ahead of everybody else. He saw the game defensively three steps ahead of everybody else, and, and I, knew exactly what he wanted yeah. the other his opponent to do to help the team benefit yeah. defensively. Correct, and that's the same thing uh, that we're seeing maybe with Mel a little bit. Maybe also uh, besides putting some of the off court shenanigans to the side, people are now saying, "Wait, man, he might be a little bit better or give a little bit of better def- defensive effort than." We thought he would. Oh, people said he's just never going to play D. He's, he hasn't done it yet. He really didn't at Chino Hills, to be quite frank, and sometimes. Oh, 100%, yeah, 100%. His sophomore, especially his sophomore I year. I agree with that. His sophomore year was not good it defensively. Was, it was, yeah. that, that was when, when yeah. Lonzo, Lonzo hit a lot of their, a yeah. lot of their defensive. defensive deficiencies. Sure. As the brothers, right? Because yeah. Eli Scott was a, gr- a hellacious defender mm-hmm. and yeah. rebounder. He was, he was great. Um, but as far as the brothers go, yeah. And Big O was always back there as a safety valve, as a shot blocker. Yeah. So that was all, that always helped. So he, you know, Mello and it was and a Jello, team effort. They were, yeah. they were able to leak out and get those easy buckets. Um, I haven't seen enough. You know, you see highlights on on Twitter. Yeah. I haven't seen enough will, to give a true look on how he's you know progressed you or not progressed yeah. defensively. Um, but for you, it's like he's always been a top six, seven pick in the easily, draft. No, easily. So it's a matter Just of if he's going to go to three or maybe one. Go to, yeah, go to 3-1 or, or drop to 10 if someone doesn't like the way yeah. he plays defense or the yeah. way yeah. his motor on that side of the floor or his dedication to that side of the floor or understanding of how to play defense. I, I just can't see I him. I get that. I can't see him in right now as the number one pick, not because he's not going to be the number one pick. What do the other guys do to not be the number one pick? Like, what has so who, changed with James Wiseman and me, other guys? Yeah, give, like, me, give me your potential number they haven't, one picks. They haven't played yet. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like, it's like what do we – It's too what hard. has changed? Yeah, it's too Since hard to the Jordan game and the McDonald's game and other things that are we're evaluating the top two twenty draft guys on, in addition to a few college guys and maybe a, a few um, foreigners. What has changed? I just beat Mallows. Now you're finally getting it that he's good. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah, what's changed in the last two months? What's changed is the what's changed. Like just like you said, they realized that he's yeah. too good to not take seriously. seriously. Correct. That's where it's at and right now. I think the the crux of this. Uh, to Devin is something we've talked about in, in roundabout ways. We might not have said these exact words. Your talent has to 
be greater than your problems. And I think maybe a year or two ago, people said, I don't know. This is, I think, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, we're not going to, let's just, we'll see what happens. He's not going to go to UCLA. Most people thought he's never going to go to UCLA. Let's be honest. We're, we're saying it now, but we're like, even we said that in high school, not going to go to no, UCLA. Right. It's too far away. Lonzo's going to be in the league. You know, maybe Jallo goes and finishes there. And then by the time the sunglass incident happened at UCLA, it's like, this guy's never going to play at UCLA. Right. Once, and yeah. never, probably never play in college. No, I think, you know, yeah, you know I think I mean? once that happened, that was it for his, his college potential. potential. Yeah. He always, you know, whenever he was interviewed about it, uh, his senior year at Spire, yeah. he would say, yeah, I want to play in college. college. But again. There was nothing behind there was it. No, there was nothing. He's not, yeah. He wasn't going to benefit anything from that. Like No. There was nothing behind it. No. Like, go, and, and it was going to be an issue for him to get eligible anyways because of, you know, the Lithuania thing and playing on a professional team. team. Who knows where the money went. Uh, but he played on a professional team. Right. Right, exactly. He played professionally, so I doubt he ever got eligible. Sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, Ronnie, uh, his talent outweighs mm-hmm. right, now, right now. Right now, outweighs the perceived problems with Lavar and yeah. uh, anything else that's going on. So um, it, it's interesting to see. You know, he's in that top three conversation. So let's go through a couple guys who are in that also in that conversation. Whether Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Isaiah Stewart, yeah. Cole Anthony, and we don't you know we don't do the international thing as much as Sh- sure. I'm not going to sit here and say I know those we guys. We can't. We can't you know, depict who's going to be good internationally. But, you know, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Isaiah Stewart, Cole Anthony, Nico Mannion. Um, kind of mentioned. Yeah. Those are the guys who kind of mentioned. Precious, Jaden McDaniels, uh, Charles Bassey. He's going to be uh Charles Bassey. Can't forget he he went back to college. I'm surprised. Yeah. I was surprised with that. He might have uh, a monster year, yeah. move up. Yeah, you never but, know. Scotty those, Lewis. Yeah, those guys you said, I still think those three are right there, meaning Isaiah Stewart, um, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards. I don't see how Mallow's just okay. He's playing professional. He passed them. I don't see it yet. You so know, he, now maybe they we don't know a, yet. We don't they, know. They might have a good senior year. Might I'm sorry, good freshman year. They might not. Right. You never but know. But based if, on what I know of them, nothing's changed. Yeah. If you, if so, I'm if, still having about four to seven. Sure. Four. Yeah. I mean, I can yeah. see. I can see going into. I mean, yeah. I can see him going anywhere from, yeah. uh, one, two, three, four. Five, yeah. like in the yeah. top, he's a lottery pick sure. without a doubt. Sure, lottery without a doubt. It's, Talent, yeah, it, it, talent wise, basketball wise, it all depends on team. What does Anthony Edwards do? Yeah, what does James Wiseman do? Cole Anthony, mm-hmm. Isaiah Stewart, right. all these guys we've yeah. mentioned. Which international guys do NBA teams fall in love with? Yeah, you know, in the pre-draft process, you know, correct. It, There's it, a lot of which ones. Who's yeah. their agent? Who? Um, There's so many. Where do they factors. fit? Who's trading? Yeah, who's gonna get those picks? But based on basketball, I. I, I, you know, this shooting them up from twenty to one or top three, I don't see it. It's that's hyperbole. I do. I know. It's yeah. I get it. It's for like clicks yeah. and all that, but I do see it. He should have yeah. been there in the first place. Because though. I, that's what that's I'm saying. What I'm saying. He should have okay. never dropped. Okay, that's what you're like saying. Said, you're saying that the move yeah. is dumb because he never should have been, been down, down there, there in the first place. Correct. I agree. Uh, yeah. So for me, like I said in that story on BallsLife.com eight months ago, I thought he might be in the five to twelve range of the class. Yeah. I think he slightly moved up because he's continuing to grow. So now he's three or four with Wiseman, Edwards, and uh, Cole Anthony and or Isaiah Stewart. And whoever yeah. comes overseas, that's yeah. that's good. I don't, we I don't haven't know. seen that. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. Isaiah, does he have more pro potential than Isaiah Stewart? Maybe, probably. I yeah. think so. Yeah, Isaiah Stewart, but he's a man. He's you know what you're getting with him. Even you're gonna get Washington's gonna get du- 14 points yeah. and nine rebounds to 11 rebounds and they're gonna and, get it and, and he's gonna play shots. hard hard as hell yeah 
and so it's like you said, Devin. It's the chances of him not doing that are low, and he's low maintenance in terms of on the court what he's going to give. Okay, I'm not going to give yeah. that. Wiseman literally could be the cosplayer of the year and be awesome, or could be like, oh, I thought he was going to give us more. Yeah, I think his ceiling is a little more. Seeing him in person, he's so much bigger than these guys. He's a legit ten foot. He moves well. Yeah, and he's a much better pro. Long-term prospect than, than Isaiah Sturt, sorry. Yeah, the, I mean, knock, the knock on Wiseman is, yeah. does he play hard all the time? Yeah. And when he does play hard, he's dominant. When he doesn't, yeah. he's yeah. lackluster, which is with yeah. a lot of kids these days. But Sure. So let me let me throw something at you, okay? You are an NBA GM. Yeah. You have a top – you have a you have the number one overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Cole Anthony all declare. Those two, three or four guys that we've been Those three or four about, guys, yeah. Isaiah Stewart, they yeah. all declare. Um, yeah. Let's say – Anthony Edwards averages 20 points. SEC player of the year. 20 points, 7 rebounds, SEC player of the year. Yeah. James Wiseman averages uh, 22 and 9. Yeah. Okay. And then Cole Anthony averages, I'm going to go 16 and six, six assists. 5 or 6 assists this year. Yeah. And LaMelo Ball it <laughs> continues his yeah. very stellar play overseas. Team. Who are you taking? Boy, if I'm a team. And I'm looking at this is regardless yeah. of need. Like yeah. you're not you're picking the best player. Um, based on what you said, I think, and, and just trying to give a scenario, I'm probably taking Wiseman. I'm assuming he has the most value, quote unquote value. Whether okay. I want to trade, whether I want to trade down, okay, to maybe get Mallow backdoor Mallow. You know, am I taking Mallow as the number one pick? Probably not. You know, it's it's enticing, but can I get him at three or four? Just like if I did like Lonzo. The Lakers, again, I go back to the Lakers. Clowns didn't know what they were doing. You could have had Lonzo at a lower pick with less pressure, and you didn't do it. Unless you liked, or you could have took Fox. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not sure about Hello. Like, it's enticing. I'm not taking Isaiah Stewart with the number one pick. No. He's just sure. not. that. I can get a power forward who's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and he, you know, there's not going to be another one. Right. There's somebody out there I can get. Cole so, Anthony, who he's, he's intriguing. How good is he? I don't know. Is he better than Mello? Wish we could have seen him play more to get, like on the same court. We haven't. Yeah. You know, we're just hoping Old Kill played Spire. We were hoping we saw him in the maybe in the McDonald's game. None of that ever transpired. So it's very hard, you know. So You know who I'm taking, we, Ronnie? Yeah. You know who I'm taking in that one? <laughs> who do you think I'm taking? You're taking uh you're taking either Edwards or Mello. I'm taking Mello. Yeah, yeah. All day. Yeah, yeah. All day and twice on Sunday. Yeah. I'm getting Lavara suite at the nearest <laughs> hotel. Yeah. I'm putting a BBB pop up shop in in my arena. Yeah. yeah. I'm take I'm putting BBB on the center of my arena yeah. to get mellow. I'm gonna put it in the jump circle. Yeah. BBB, we're gonna rename the team the who's got project yeah. number one pick? The Knicks. Yeah. The New York big baller brands. Yeah, yeah. And I'm putting mellow at the point. Well, I think to your point, his ability, but also <laughs> Your point is, I th- did the Lakers get caught up in that? Did they really want the star of Lonzo to be a star here? I would say yes. I think they – go. did you not watch the tournament game? <laughs> like, maybe you could have had the better point guard if you went all by basketball. I think – You I, know what I mean? I, I, maybe Lonzo turns it around in New Orleans, but Fox is a pretty good player. I do think do it's you get different. What I'm it's different. They got, they got put yeah. into different yeah. uh, situations. So, the Lakers – Brought Lonzo on to be the point guard, st- okay, and, star, and yeah. then they put a shit team around him. Yeah, and then again they brought in LeBron James, who's a ball dominant, yeah, quote unquote let's point say, guard. Let's say just draft him. Did, did they not want the star or what him an LA per kid to be the star for the Lakers? But he doesn't have a star personality. 
So then they totally blew that then. If they, if they were trying to go for a star. star. But yeah. again, you put De'Aaron Fox on the same team as LeBron James, yeah. and his his yeah. usage rate goes down by 75%. He doesn't have the same numbers as he does in Sacramento. Correct. You put Le, you put Lonzo Ball in Sacramento, put the ball in his hands, and maybe, see what happens. Maybe he's he's just putting up the same numbers probably more. Because so, he's bigger and he's yeah. you know they have similar shooting percentage numbers. So that's what I'm. That's a good point and good take because they had the chance to watch Fox and Ball play. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have the chance to watch Co Anthony and Mello in a tournament game or something like that. Right. So it's going to have to be based on. And I think Mello has way more star power yeah. than Lonzo did. Yeah. Because well, Mello's more personable. Sure. Or you know he chirps a little bit. Lonzo doesn't say a word ever. Yeah, he doesn't so talk. That's kind of now. Maybe some of these stories out there were a little hyperbole speculation that Genie Bus. We need a star in Los Angeles. You know, we LeBron uh, James. Uh, <laughs> you got him. You got him. But, but like Lonzo, it was at the expense of Lonzo Ball. Yeah, but, and that's fine. But you know, Kobe's retired. We need to turn yeah. this around. We got, we need a point guard. Magic, you're you can mentor. Well, they wanted to draw in the yeah. local fan base again because people Correct. were kind of souring on them because sure. they were losing, but. Lonzo Ball was a piece, was one piece to the puzzle, puzzle. and then not you, the, you brought yeah, in not the not the not the mas- not the centerpiece, right? And then you, I agree with then that. you brought in the kid who doesn't like the puzzle and wants yeah. to break it all up, in LeBron James, yeah, which is fine. And it just the makeup of that team with Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram, the three young guys, it didn't yeah. make sense to have LeBron James in that mix if you're going young, yeah. And, and then the, like, the pieces just didn't fit. And then another thing to what you're saying. If you're going mellow, like you said, all day and twice on Sunday, well, then again, again, the pressure of him being in that family, the being the number one pick, if he is the second or third best player, then I think the team should draft him as the second or third best player. If he truly is the best player, I think he should be the number one pick. Right. You get what I I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So, yeah, like, of course. I just don't want him to be in another situation. Like, man, that's a lot of pressure for this kid. They're expecting him to save New York. If, be the the savior of the franchise. But after it's gonna be after tough. all the stuff this dude has gone through, being a eleven year old playing seventeen U, yeah. to being yeah. a, a guy a freshman, one of the most yeah, a freshman kid, you know, going thirty five and zero and winning yeah. a national championship, playing at the highest level schedules you'll find. Yeah. Being that sophomore kid that everyone crushed because yeah. you know he took a bad shot in that regional game, uh, made a bad decision in that regional game, then going yeah. to Lithuania, going yeah. to Spire, all this stuff. Now he's in Australia. What's pressure to him? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, well, you know, with yeah. all the stuff he's been through, this dude is like, I don't know. Maybe he cracks completely, and he can't handle it. I don't know it. because maybe the Knicks are not good, or I'm just throwing the yeah, Knicks yeah, out sure. there as right, or whoever it takes a bad team. Be good, they're not going to be very unless good. you know someone pulls off some crazy deal where they get the yeah. wrong pick and they're a good team. Anyways, yeah. Um, but based on you know how this how the NBA works, the lottery, it's not a good team who's picking one through three. Yeah. Um, and they're so, probably not going to trade it. No, nah, like yeah, you no, know, no, no. Not doesn't especially if like you said two or three of those guys have monster seasons and you have to choose one. But what's what's so it's pressure gonna be very, to this kid? What's yeah. pressure to this kid? I don't know. Yeah. Does does he have the mental ability to be a franchise cornerstone? I don't we don't know because we don't really of, talk to him very much. We're not around. Well, not him. just that. That's a lot him. to put on him. It's a lot to put on him. Because he's been playing he's gonna be 19, basically he'll be 18 years old. He's basically be exhibition games in Lithuania. Those were nothing to right. me. Right. You know, then Spire, uh, another group of exhibition so, games. Right. So now we're getting into some more of some meat and potatoes type of games, games that we're going to do some evaluating. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll watch some of them. It's going to be fun to watch. Again, there's going to be great hoopla around the high school scene, which is going to start in about a month. Uh, the high school season in California starts November 18th. 
And there's going to be a lot of hoopla around that. And R.J. Hampton, we haven't even talked about him. How about if he's better in yeah, that I league? I forgot about R.J. Hampton. How about he if he's the better. MVP of that league? Yeah. The yeah, same could, league that Melo's in. You right. know, he might elevate up to a top in, five in that top five pick, too. Yeah, so for sure. very interesting. So it's going to be interesting times, but I'm kind of with you. I, I always thought he was in that, you know, yeah, he was always a lottery range. talent. Yeah, he's always he was a, over. He was especially, over. It was all about the growth spurt, especially yeah. physically, he, right? Yeah, if he got to six five, a little heavier. Six, 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 seven. It now, was, yeah, he's six, seven now, so he's he's always been there. Is he just automatically number one? No, but I get your point that he may develop into that, and we'll see which team has the, the – I would say, Devin, which team has the balls to draft him that high and to make it work? All, all the pun intended with yeah, the balls, right? Yeah, which team um, has the nads to make it work and to – Put the distractions aside. Put the off-court stuff aside. Put the TV show aside and say, son, you need a ball. You can lead this team. You can lead us, you know, turn our team around. I do. I mean, Which I'm looking, so I'm looking at like some of that. the worst teams, projected yeah. worst teams in the NBA next yeah. year, New, the Knicks, Cleveland, Phoenix, In other words, Washington. the team gets swallowed up by the own hype. I think that happened to the Lakers a little bit last year. Obviously, they had injuries, but yeah. the, 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 the whole – Group of players got swallowed by the whole expectations. But the problem was the team yeah. wasn't good. good. It was yeah. put together like, like yeah. a yeah. It was it was a makeshift like a team. team. There was no yeah. like cohesiveness. It was horrible. Um, we've we've gone good. over that many yeah. times. They yeah. just weren't good. They weren't that good. Uh, yeah. LeBron didn't play any defense at all. They weren't right. That I mean, good. I mean, yeah. they were just awful as a as a team. Yeah. But I'm looking at at this Ronnie and the Knicks. Where you put him with? Boy. We put him yeah. with RJ and uh, you know they need you know they need. That's the that's the mecca, quote unquote, Correct. right? Of yeah, the biggest market. They've been waiting for this. They didn't get Durant, yeah. So they're waiting for something. something. To hang they're hoping R J is R J is going to be a very productive player. NBA player. I don't I think, think he's so. a superstar NBA no. player. No. Um, does he work in Chicago? Mm, probably blue not. Collar town, yeah. It's too blue collar, I think. Yeah. Uh, Washington, too blue collar. Um, maybe he goes to New Orleans and teams up with his brother. Wow. That would be interesting. Yeah. Him, Zot. Dude, can you, ima- just imagine, can you they imagine, were imagine the social media around Lonzo, Melo, and Zion, and Zion but on the same team? On the I court. don't know. <laughs> but I want to see it yeah. happen. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's going to be – the point is it's going to be fun and interesting to watch. Now, let's segment away from that a little bit, and we'll get into what uh, we saw in the last week. Uh, just based on what you're saying, Lonzo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he had the accolades of a high school um, – Great, you know, played in two state title games, won one, won the Open. Um, you know, we've been talking about all decade. That's going to come out in mid-October, so look for that on BallsLife.com. You know, last decade was easy to call LeBron the player, the high school player of the 2000s. You know, this is a little more tricky. Who's going to be the player? But my question to you is, um, if Mallow stays in high school, does he have the accolades that that, that Zoe did? Do, do, are they in the national title hunt again this year? Does he maybe you know score three thousand points? I think he scores so you many know, points, points, Ronnie. He's in that yeah. in that three thousand point club. Yeah, you know, there's only six, seven guys: the Leaf brothers, Casey Jacobson, Demarcus Nelson, our guy um, from our guy from the, the San Gabriel Valley. Oh, who's now Jared Lucas. Jared yeah. Lucas, all time leading scorer in Southern California. So I'm just saying, does Mallow go yeah. crazy and, and have a his junior have a thirty five point his game? His stats average? are insane. Or is it more like he he's in in green with the big O and do they have as much success? Well, here's my th- does they, do they have as much success? The biggest key around that is who's the coach of the team? Yeah, because Dennis Lattimore, the current coach, you know, Hills, that's not happening. Yeah, he's not going to be it's, averaging thirty. No, it's pick and roll, and you're going to get the ball to big O because that's how 
you know, he coached, and that's the and it worked. That's what he brought. It worked for him for two years. Yeah, um, they won back to back state championships, right? And in, in yeah. D one, and he's and Mel and oh, big on Onyeka is going to be in that mix as maybe an all decade player. Uh, you know, the guy we we just mentioned, uh, R J Barrett. So does Mallow is Mallow that? He's an honor, he's honorable mention in the state. I don't think yeah. he's. I yeah. mean, no. Right now, he's honorable mention in the state. Yeah. If he stays all stayed all four years, he would be. Yes, he would be in that because he's just too line. talented based on what we've seen now. Wow. Right. So that's basically three all decade players that played on that 2016 team, and we just don't know how good they would have been the last two years. We don't know. It depends yeah. on the coach, the style of play. Yeah. You know uh, how how the the pieces fit the ex, the you know the like the. Um, uh, Andre Balls, the yeah. Ofures, yeah, uh, you know all those guys who had a role on that team. Will Pluma, who yeah. may not have had a, that similar role if with Mello on that team. So it's correct. it's hard to speculate as far as that goes, Ronnie. But I mean, as far as uh, his production, yeah. and if if the ball was given to him and said, "Here you go, go do your thing," I mean, yeah, yeah. he would be an all all decade high school player, no doubt. Wow. no doubt, in my mind. And that's interesting, yeah, because I I talked about it with with Onyeka. He kind of even mentioned, he saw, man, you know. I won Mr. Basketball again, again as a senior in 219 in California, and he was an All American player. Like, what I've, what would have been the case if Mello would have been here? We were just kind of like having a lighthearted moment about it. It's just crazy to think, you know. Obviously, it didn't happen, but we're happy for Mello that he's tracking on to the NBA. And speaking of tracking on the NBA, I'm sure there's a lot of young kids who went to the Pangles. Frost off all West Camp. There that, are 260 oh, yeah, plus that, kids who are at the Bengals all Frost off. And, you know, 200 yeah. of them have I, grandier ideas of being in the NBA. But uh, besides those grandier ideas, Devin, give us the highline shakedown of what you saw this past weekend. Oh, man. I saw a lot, Ronnie. Yeah. I saw you a know, lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of kids. Lot of 260 kids. It was hard kids. to, you know, be straight up, it was hard to see every single kid. Of course. At, with, at, at good length, with a good, good amount length. of time. Yeah. yeah. So what I did, my focus really was, okay, I've seen Kajani Wright. He's great. Yeah. I've seen um, Dylan Andrews. He's fantastic. Uh, I've seen a lot of these guys who are, you know, highly regarded coming in. Mikey sure. Williams. Seen yeah. him. He's yeah. great. So what, what you and I kind of both did, I think you may you may have watched the higher-ranked guys a little bit more than I did. Sure. But what, what we both did was try and focus on the lower-level players or the less-regarded players in attendance. Yeah. So players uh, we hadn't seen before, or yeah. players didn't have this huge reputation. Right. I think the guy, if we're gonna go straight into kind of evaluations and guys who stood out, Ronnie, one of the guys who stood out the most for me was Jalen Thompson from St. Joseph Notre Dame of Alameda, the same high school Jason Kidd went to. Sure. Uh, rangy six six wing, super active, athletic, um, has you know defensive versatility, all the the tools you look for in a young wing who's a potential Division one prospect. And I think he picked up a couple of Division One offers this past weekend, which is great for him. Congratulations to him. But Jalen Thompson was, for me, Ronnie, the guy who kind of upped his stock the most this weekend. Sure. I can see that. Um, he had a great, great performance. Uh, it was either him or Jalen Lewis is probably the top performer prospect from Northern California. Jalen Lewis is a 6'8". Power forward. He's going to be an incoming freshman at O'Dowd. Jalen Thompson actually did have a good freshman year. Maybe he's a little overshadowed. Um, he did have some 20 point games. I believe he scored 19 against O'Dowd mm -hmm. in a game. So he's going to have a good career and he's going to have a monster season. You know, uh, Coach Don Lippy at 
St. Joe's, who's been around the high school scene for a long time, is really high on him. Um, and I'm Coach Lou Richie's high on Jalen Lewis. You know, he's talked a lot about him, and he hopes he tracks. And obviously, the guy he wants to see him track would be similar to the career path as a high school player that Ivan Rab had. And we talked about all decade. Ivan Rab is one of those guys that is a shoe in for the all decade California team and, and get some national recognition as well. Um, you know, if, if Jalen can continue to grow and continue to progress, uh, you know, he's, he can run the floor. Well, he probably has more ball skills than yeah, I, he's than, a, he's than, a lot more Ivan. fluid of an athlete, a lot more yeah. smooth of a, of a score or shooter operator inside yeah. and out than Ivan was. Ivan just played really hard. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the key. Inside. For, right. I think it's going to be the key for, for Jalen Lewis is find that identity. Sure, you can be a pick and pop four or five man, right? And yeah. hit, hit an open three. But a lot of what I saw was he bringing the ball up the court, which is, I mean, that's impressive. Like, yeah. don't he get me change wrong. direction he's a little changed. bit. Yeah. He, he's good. He's got, got a handle. I mean, he's really skilled. Um, but I just want to see, especially in a camp like that, where yeah. he had so much size and skill advantage over a lot of the guys, get inside yeah. and go to work. Go to work. And a guy who I think, you know, exposed that a lot was Jackson Kohler. Uh, six seven six eight power forward center from he's going so he's from Utah was at Wasatch Academy last year going to Coronado in the Los or the Henderson area in Nevada for this season he's just I mean Ronnie as far as post moves footwork yeah. uh, shot fakes I mean this dude has to got has got a lot watch a lot of Hakeem Olajuwon film because <laughs> I mean seriously yeah his his post moves are legitimately like yeah. unstoppable yeah, for he's... for young defenders who are you know undisciplined yeah. whether by non shot fakes i mean he would get the ball i mean he would take two power dribbles one shot fake dudes are out of their shoes and he's you know spinning off a reverse pivot and finishing at the at the basket i mean this dude had absolute insane iq for for a post player what were your thoughts on him yeah i i really liked him i thought he he you know his his bag ran deep as far as his moves inside um you know he just needs to keep working and with general you know, general uh, development, he's going to be one he- heck of a player. That's going to be one uh, great pickup for Coronado. Now, Coronado's a perimeter-oriented team. And if they could use him and use him properly. Yeah, give him the ball. Give him the ball a little bit with Fat Daddy and with, obviously, take some pressure off Jaden Hardy in the backcourt, you know. And and they got, man, he can really help that team go from, like, a regionally ranked team to maybe a nationally ranked team if, if they can – Really use them because obviously Bishop Gorman is um kind of in the driver's seat in Nevada, but uh, that's another good great piece. He, he had a great showing. Um, yeah, I think they like you, know, you said with his development. I think the yeah. key the keys for him are going to be on the athletic side of it. Yeah, and, just keep developing athletically, and being a rim protector because he's yeah. going to need to be a guy who can you know change shots at the basket. And for that, you know, he's got good length and all that. But again, you need to be vertically. Yeah, relatively vertically explosive to be able to do that at the high of a level yeah. we expect him to play at the college level, right? Yep. Um, as far as rent protecting, speaking of that, yeah, you know, there was um, a yeah, Shaw. You guys, um, <laughs> well, not just Shaw. You got uh, Asa White was pretty good. Uh, Poppy Lamine Niang. I'm not hopeful I didn't butcher his name from Fairmont. He sounded pretty good. That's probably one of the best you did. Shots. That was yeah. good. Usually I butcher names. Um, you know, there was a, a few guys. Uh, even a, a guy who didn't get. A lot of notice coming in and played in the the um one of the second All Star games. Kalen Mason was blocking some yes. shots from Fresno yeah. Central. Uh, a lot of good shot blockers, but the guy who took the cake in that regard and showed the best 
in terms of shot blocking and all around game is probably Aiden Shaw from Blue Valley in Kansas. Yeah, he played for MoCan Elite 15 and maybe played a little bit on the 16th circuit as well for them. Uh, 222, 6'7". I guess you could call him combo forward. He has the, the face of game of a three, but he has the shot blocking and the you know inside presence of a four. Yeah, his body's like a four, yeah. Yeah. So, man, he shot it pretty well. And there was a big matchup on Saturday between a team that featured Kajani Wright from Winward, who, you know, well-known on the 16 and under USA uh, gold medalist, had a great freshman year. And Shaw and him went at it, and other guys from from that team tried to challenge Shaw at the rim, but he wasn't really having it. He didn't. No, they yeah. tried to dunk on him a couple times. It, would, it did not happen. That's the one game that I kind of ventured yeah. and watched outside. So I focused on that one court, cool. obviously, because yeah. I got to see basically every team once. Sure. Um, and I ventured over for that game because, I mean, <laughs> dude, like Devontis yeah. Cobbs, Mikey Williams, Dylan yeah. Andrews, and Kashani Wright were all on one team. Yeah. Stacked and, you know. So that's, say, what that's can some, we do against that's this another, team? Yeah, that's yeah. another, you know, con- yeah. you know, conversation that needs to be had. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they were going right at the rim, and Shaw was just, just, I mean, swatting everything away. He wasn't backing down. He wasn't, you know, afraid of, of you know, being posterized or you know, having a, a video clip go up on Twitter showing no. him getting dunked on. He didn't care because he, he was knew going that might happen. Shots, yeah, yeah, for sure, he knew because yeah. I mean, Devontae Cobbs is one of the the guys, who, one of the most explosive athletes, really, uh, in any class, regardless of class. Yeah. Um, so the cameras are going to be around. Yeah, the cameras were there. Yeah. Yeah, Mikey's playing in that game, so. They challenged him, and a couple times he fouled, but a couple times he oh, got dude. him. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, he was just it was great. <laughs> he didn't it was care. Good game. It, was, it was good to see. And speaking of that, the guy who kind of stole the show in that game and kept that game close in the second half. Benny G. Is Benny the Jet Geeler, our guy from Rolling Hills Prep, five foot eleven, six foot guard. Um, I thought he was the fourth best performer of the camp um, behind Shaw, Kajani Wright, and Dylan Andrews. And like you said, Dylan Andrews played with other good players he's familiar with. He didn't get caught up in in the in, in too much in the camera in the moment. He kept his game. That's what I liked about him. I could even I was even thinking of honestly putting him even number one ahead of the two big guys. But since the two big guys matched up so well, and it was it was good to see. That's what we're gonna remember about the camp. I just went one two with those guys and Dylan three. Yeah, which which is fine. One you of know, the, like, one I of the had things, no problems with that. But Geeler, yeah. Shot the lights out. Benny. Ben, I love he barely Benny. He barely I missed an Benny. open shot in that game. Kept the game close. Hit a big three to put his team, which was Shaw's team, up by four or five. Then they had a mistake, and it looked like Benny got pushed out of bounds. Oh, he got shoved out of bounds. He got out of bounds to to bit a foul, and Benny would have went to the line to seal the game, but they called him out of bounds, and then and then um, Wright and Andrews' team scored. Yeah. So they, we didn't need an overtime. It's all about evaluation. It wasn't about going to overtime or disputing what happened. It didn't matter. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. the point was who wins those no, camp games. Right? No, the point was Geeler. Uh, oh, he's big shot. That yeah. guy. So yeah. I'm sure you remember this. The summer, yeah. um, summer before Benny's freshman year sure. at Fairfax, <laughs> and yeah. dude, he was he was you know a couple inches shorter. Yeah, he was uh, five, back eight, then, five, nine, five eight. And dude, he just come out, came out and were just yeah. started for Harvey. And if you start for Harvey as a freshman, you gotta yeah. be good. Yeah. And dude, he just was just piping threes from Yeah, everywhere. the first game he had like thirty six. Thirty six points, points, something like that against a good team, and we're like, Who is this dude? It's his first summer league game of his high school career. And he just doesn't care. No. You put he doesn't care who's in front of him. It could be LeBron, it could be Kevin Durant, it could be Kyrie Irving. He's just gonna go at him. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. That's just how he is. And yeah. he's uh he's one of the more fun guys to watch. 
at any level of of high school basketball. Sure. Because he just, dude, he just goes at anybody. And yeah. And he fills it up real quickly. He's super quick. Um, and it, you know, it always looks like to me, Benny's like, Benny, do you see your teammates? And then all of a sudden, because <laughs> yeah. his eyes are at the ground or whatever, he's doing some crazy dribble moves. Yeah. Uh, but all of a sudden, he'll just whip a pass, and you're like, he oh sees, damn, he does see it. He has pretty good. Pretty good court awareness. He's a scorer, too. And sometimes um, in the Rolling Hills prep game, Harvey is just like, what are you doing? And then Benny oh, just, yeah. you know, you take the good with you know, a little bit of the bad because Benny's just, I mean, he's yeah. just so explosive as a scorer. And then he, he did good in his next camp games, and he also did good in the, uh, hit a couple threes in the top 30 cream of the crop game that was reserved for the, the top players. Um, and in this camp being so big, I mean, you both thought there should have been a few guys in the top game, and then other guys. Definitely another group of ten players or so in the in the, in the other yeah other uh, all star games. Um, but again, we got a snapshot of them, so it was fine. And obviously, I I put out a list of the top seventy five guys. I thought based on performance only, not on reputation, yep. not on um, you know past camps or anything like that, or so, based on the all star selections. Yeah, it had, had nothing to do with the all star selections. So, and it never does when I put put out those lists. So, you know, I would Jalen Lewis is a better long-term prospect than than a uh, higher-ranked prospect than Benny. I just thought Benny played really well in this oh, camp. Oh, he was great, yeah. So I, I had Geeler four, Jalen Lewis five, and, and same thing with Jalen Thompson. Jalen Thompson probably can track as a Pac-12 player. Yeah. Um, you know, so the question, I guess, would be for me for the camp, besides the obvious, is what do you see best for Benny is – is is because he's five eleven six foot? Yeah, you know, is he gonna become too good of a high school player that he, it might overshoot his recruiting, or do you think he's best at Big West, uh, you know, Mountain West? I think I think your point about yeah. him, his high school career being so good that he might yeah. go higher than yeah. what you yeah. know what he should go. Maybe that happens yeah. a lot nowadays, but yeah. yeah, I think the the WCC Big West yeah. range. I mean, he would be he'd be excel, and it, he'd be a very good college player at those two levels yeah if those schools aren't on benny Geeler, like i don't i don't know what to tell you yeah but yeah you never know man i mean yeah you never know he how could grow too like we said grow. you never know you never know yeah. if you, benny grows yeah. benny gets a six three then he's a if benny gets a six three yeah. ronnie i mean yeah he's a he's a pac-12 guy gotcha makes sense um let's go give me some other give me another sleeper you liked let's uh, go sleepers now let's go sleepers the guy the biggest sleeper of the camp biggest sleeper of the camp okay i like was this. let's see jonathan Dylan yes. from Sanger High School, shooting guard, type wing guard, 6'4", 222. Uh, you know, again, 260 kids. We're trying to get through the camp. You know, Dino Strigonis, our guy who's the event operator, is trying to do his best to pick the players. And that happens once in a while. He just didn't get picked for a game. But as you look back over in the notes, you look what game you saw again. So, Devin, you concentrated on one court. So you saw each team in more in depth than I did. Yeah. One time. I my my strategy was to go half half half. So I was watching one game and and glancing over at the second game for a half and then I'd see go to the other end of the court and see the other court that I couldn't see, court 3 or court 1, watch that for a half. So I'm watching the middle court a little bit. Yeah. You Just know, kind of peeking much, over. Yep. As, as, so I could watch the middle court. So I saw a little bit different than you. I saw more players probably a little bit where you saw each team got a better feel for each team. So yeah. I was able to watch each game at least one half, and I did watch each game. I didn't talk much. I didn't socialize much. 
because I knew it was going to be that type of camp based on where it was. And a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah a lot of kids and, and, and the setup of it. So as we looked through our notes, I said, okay, why do I keep going back to this one kid? You know, um, and I, I remember I, we were going through the notes after the camp. And I said, Devin, I keep going over, um, I think it's 172. I go, why do I keep mentioning him? And you're, that's the guy I asked you about from Sanger. I said, where yeah, is Sanger? You said, where is Sanger? And I didn't pay yeah. attention. At yeah. the time. I said, oh, it's in Central California, and I just moved on. That's him. That's the guy. We were talking yeah. about the same guy. So like, dude, that guy was everywhere. So obviously he was very good. Um, he didn't make an All-Star game, yeah, right? A couple other guys, no, he and did you should have. Yeah, a couple other guys that I thought did well, and I had to go back over the notes, was shooting one of the better shooters was Gabriel Cummings from Long Beach Poly, 6'2", Agreed. 222. I mean, he could really stroke. He's a lefty, right? Yep, he, he lefty. Hit, man. I, every oh, time made, I looked, I He I literally, I, I mean, I, I watched I watched him twice because I think his team played twice on Your court, court one. Yeah. And I think maybe he missed, oh, two three-pointers the entire time. And he took, you know, a good amount. I mean, he was Six probably. Six or seven, yeah. No, he was, I mean, he took more than that. I mean, wow. per game, per game, yeah. I mean, he was probably, I'd say 10 for 14 from three wow. over the weekend. That's a, that's a Benny Giller type percentage right, right there. He's a smooth you know, lefty shooter. Yeah. You know, he's obviously not as explosive fast as Benny no, right no, now, no, but yeah. he's, he shot, as we like he's to say, intriguing. shot the piss out of it. He shot the piss out of it. He's intriguing. I like him. Shelton, Coach Shelton at uh, Poly has a good player there. Yeah. In addition to all the other good players yeah. that he has. Sure. Um, Curtis Williams I liked. Yep. From Etiwanda. Again, we're talking about some of the sleeper guys. Uh, 6'3 guard, 223. This is going to be another guard that Collector is going to mold. Oh, uh, dude, I into, talked to um, yeah, into, I wanted uh, uh, you know a hellacious defender, but he's an offensive threat. I wanted some more info on Curtis because he, you know, he's real quiet. Didn't really didn't make an All Star game. Yeah. Uh, probably should have. Yeah. And I messaged Cameron Pierce, the current point guard at uh, Edwanda, who's committed sure. to Cal Poly Slow, and I said, "Well, what's the deal with this guy?" And he said, "Dude, he's going to be the next great point guard at Edwanda, and I trust Cameron." Yeah. Because there no there no BS over there. Yeah. He's going to play JVs this year. Because Kleckner puts, you know, a lot of his best freshmen. Sure. When's the last freshman to play varsity at Edwanda? Maybe Darren Collison. Maybe Collison and and and, and the Cameron guy who Edwards? went to the guy who went to uh, Cameron, the guy who went to uh, ASU. I, I, it's hard for me to remember. Oh, Maybe Pendergraph. Pendergraph. So, yeah. you know, they led them to a regional, a regional final. Yeah. Like and Curtis Williams is a big time. He's he's yeah. going to be a big time player down the line. Yeah, and maybe we might see Curtis sneak into some playoff games. Because mm-hmm. they'll obviously be in the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, he might, that may happen because that's happened before where Coach Kleck will have his JV guy, his best yeah, I think, JV guy. I think Jemai did that. Yeah, Jemai got in a few playoff games and a few key ones. Yeah, the yeah. one at Westchester. Yeah, he got in. I think so, he made a couple threes in that game too. So he got in, play a little D. Obviously, you're expected to play some D. So get in there and hustle. Uh, point guard I liked. Another kid from Central Fresno was Jalen Walton. About five nine, he's a nice, fast twitch guard. Did you know um, AJ? Our guy AJ, AJ, John, AJ Johnson gets a lot. Oh of yeah, because he has a young guard. In, I was like Gaspora, please yeah, stop. In Fresno, <laughs> and, but you know Jalen Walton's a good player. Yeah, he's, he's nice another player. another player who didn't make the All Star game. Um, and one last guy I wanted to mention who wasn't, and then we'll get into more of the All Star selections was. Jordan Lee, another kid from yeah, Northern California the point guard. from Bishop O'Dowd, about 5'11". He plays the game the right ways. 
making things happen with both hands, drives, kicks. Great pace, doesn't get out of control. Knows how to play. Yeah, I think. Did a good job. Yeah, those are all good guys to mention. I think another guy. You got a couple guys. Yeah, I mean, like Garrison Phelps from St. Mary's in Phoenix. He made one of the lower Mm all-star games. I thought he should have been a little bit higher. Real powerful wing. Yeah. Uh, Another guy who makes the simple play in transition. Doesn't really try and force anything, but he's explosive. Good shooter. I liked him a lot. Giovanni Garri. 5'9 point guard from Viewpoint in Calabasas. He made a lower all-star game. He was very good, real talented. Hard-nosed guy, no you know, no BS, kind of yeah. um, doesn't really uh, take plays off, plays hard on both ends, uh, you know, makes the right decisions. I liked him a lot. And you know, one of the guys, our guy Big Pun is going to be happy about this, uh, Osiris Grady from Silverado in Vegas, incoming freshman, a 6'6 yeah. forward. He's a throwback. He kind of reminds me of a young Isaiah Mobley, the way he kind of wow. plays. Yeah, he where moved. kind of a face-up four-man who's a really a good passer, really a lot of skills, good footwork, uh, finishes with either hand around the basket. Uh, I like, you know, if he continues to develop, uh, get more in shape, get a little bit more athletic, I think he has a really, really bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I liked Phelps and Grady. I had them 19 or 20 in my performance-based ranking, so obviously I thought they should have been in the top game. Uh, again, but that's having the time and the, you know, to go over your notes. Obviously, when when, when the choosing is happening, we, we, you don't have that luxury. Yeah, the selection yeah. committee is yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's a quick twitch. Like, yeah. like you like to say, it's a quick it's twitch, twitch process. process. Yeah, we got to get involved in, I don't want to be involved in it. Yeah. I don't want to – yeah, I don't, I don't get in, into that. But uh, I like to shed light on, yeah. you know, guys who end up not making yeah. those all-star games who probably deserve the spot based on the way that sure. they played in – Throughout the camp, you know what I mean? And the, yeah. a lot of the guys that we mentioned uh, did make it, and mm. you know, some of the guys we mentioned who didn't, I think, deserve to be in. Yeah. That's um, all we're saying. Everyone yeah. did a really nice job. Yep. Uh, Silverado has another kid worth mentioning, uh, Marcus Pfizer Jr. Yeah, Again, he, he might be uh, go by uh, Darnell. Darnell. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I call him Marcus Pfizer Jr. because obviously his dad is the played for Larry Lee Hustachy in college. And, you know, was a pretty good NBA player. So, you know, it, it's easy to call him Pfizer, Mar- Marcus Pfizer. Um, small forward type, 223. So if you add him to the mix and Silverado has a good D1 prospect, strong wing guard, Devin, that you like a bit. So, you know, they, they, they got some things going over there. Coach Dolfer, is that Coach Dolfer? Yep, um, good guy. And, you know, our guy... Las Vegas Punishers, those are his players. So our guy Jane the Punisher has really high hopes for Silverado this year in Nevada, and they do got some great young players. Um, shifting gears to the higher-tier uh, players that played in the top game, um, besides the ones we mentioned, uh, you know, Milo's Uzan, another Vegas player, point yeah, guard, like he had a really good camp. A really good camp, as good as you know a Jackson Kohler type, you know Joseph Hunter, who was yeah, the MVP. JoJo had a great yeah. camp. JoJo close strong. Uh, JoJo was the MVP for his team. The game top thirty was decided one eighteen and one fifteen. The White won. Dylan Andrews was fouled with about five point four seconds to go. Hit the two for one free throw, meaning they got two points on his one. That gave him the. The um the cushion they needed to pull out the win. Um, so on the losing team was Joseph Hunter, was voted the MVP by the media. Seven points, eight assists, six rebounds. It was everywhere, doing playing the right way. 
making the right reads and aggressive on the boards. You know, Joseph's like about six three, six four combo guard. He can do a little bit of everything. He can distribute. He can also, you know, play on the wing. You can put him on, and he could defend those positions yep. as well. So yep. he can do a, he does a good job. The MVP again, another player who played strong at the end that kind of helped his case was Christian Moore. He was for the MVP, voted the MVP of for the white team, the winning team. 15.7 rebounds. Christian hit a late three. Uh, did what he does normally on the baseline and in, in inside, you know, causing havoc. You have to defend him. You have to account for him. He crashes the offensive boards. Cause, and really, the MVP could have been for the, for the black team, could have been the camp MVP. It was voted co-camp MVP with Kijani Wright. Is Aiden Shaw from you know from Overland Park, Kansas, Blue yeah. Valley, sixteen points, eight rebounds. But again, you know, it's to honor another player, you know, you uh, gotta get more, those four. You gotta get yeah. those four MVPs in to keep people happy. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> you know, it, it, Shaw <laughs> played good in the in the in the main yeah. camp game. So that's how Shaw got my nod for uh, number one overall performer, uh, Kajani Wright. For the white team, opposite Shaw, obviously people want to see them go at it again. Eight points, four rebounds. Um, also scoring eight points was Jeremiah Christian Nayarko from St. John Bosco for the black team. Um, DJ Dudley had 11 points for the black team. Uh, Quentin Webb from Lim- Loma Linda, kind of a, a vertical pogo stick. Yeah, pogo stick, 10 points. For the white team... Uh, Mikey Williams had an early eight points in, in the first half. Um, let's see what other stats we got here. For the black team, Brandon Perez hit a three-pointer and, and scored some points from Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame. 6-2 shooting guard, nine points. Jalen Lewis, who we talked about plenty, had nine points for the black team as well. Um, Lewis Durardi, who, who had a good camp, didn't wasn't uh you know kind of snuck up on people because he played well the whole weekend good length on him at veritas prep eight points devin so those are kind of some of the stat stuffers from the top 30 of that game you know what's your kind of thoughts on the couple of the guys that i mentioned or uh you know rattled off in terms of uh the statistical output in a pretty good game a game that was a one possession game i think if you look at those guys down the line ronnie a lot one thing stands out and i want to add kylan boswell is one of the top players sure uh, of the camp uh 2023 point guard at colony high school in ontario uh i think the thing that stands out about all those guys is just the way that they approach the game there's no yeah there's no bs sure when it comes to shaw kajani wright yeah. dylan andrews benny yeah. g yeah. uh jalen lewis boswell they all just kind of they just play they play they're they not looking get... for cameras they're not yeah. doing any of that stuff kajani wright is you know similar to lonzo where on the ball where he's just he's very poised. poised he doesn't really yeah. say a lot. Same with Dylan Andrews. Doesn't get rattled. They don't get rattled. They just yeah. go out and play the game. And that's what I liked about that All Star game was the guys actually they actually played hard and wanted to go at each other in that game. Yeah, which, which was, is what I like to see. It was split up well. Obviously, we wanted to get Shaw and Wright on separate teams. Uh, some guys stepped up for the white team and, and did a good job. Um, obviously. The performance you gotta start the camp and you gotta finish it. So some guys, you know, kind of tanked it, like you said, Devin mailed it in at the end. Others played through. A couple guys were were, were nursing injuries. Um, uh, you know, guy that I think is just randomly from the second game, Makai Mason from Chandler, Arizona, kind of had a hurt back. 
A few other guys had a... Joshua uh, Jefferson was battling back spasms, too, the yeah. big boy from uh, yeah, Liberty in Las Vegas. Liberty, Las Vegas. He's good. good. Player. Yeah, he's good. Power forward. Uh, yeah, you know, so a few guys, in, especially in the second game, were kind of just kind of... They want they got chosen, so they wanted to play. Well, they wanted like, to slug it out. It was like 100 know? degrees in there. Yeah. And... In, in they the want to finish and, strong. Like, I mean, yeah, you can start getting cramps, start getting dehydrated. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to play in that. It's tough to sit there and evaluate yeah. in that kind of setting. I was ready to get out of there when it was over for sure. Yeah. It was a so long I weekend. Imagine playing. But again, we got a lot out of it. We saw a lot of kids. Again, you can go check out our, we, we talked about 10 sleepers on ballslife.com that did a good job. We didn't mention all of them, but you can go check it out. And then, you know, there's some handy links. You check us out on social media. We'll put a little more. And and I put out my top seventy five. So uh, Devin, you have any other thoughts? Any other guys, um, you know, that you want to talk about, whether they're in the top game or even some other guys that were, um, you know, performed pretty well in the camp. No, I think what a, a trend I'm seeing in Southern California area is like an influx of really good point guards in twenty twenty three class. Whether it's Boswell at Colony, whether it's Curtis Williams at Etiwanda, whether it's uh, Jared McCain at Corona Centennial. Uh, Dusty Stromer at Sherman Oaks Notre Dame, he's very good. Mikey Price at Crespi. Um, I think we have, you know, a nice lineage of incoming guards that that we're sure. going to be excited about. Uh, AJ Johnson, that's a little bit higher up uh, in Fresno. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we have a lot of nice young uh, players guards, coming up young the pipe. guards that we're going to enjoy watching for the next few years. Um, Jurian Dixon's a good scorer at. At uh, San Ysidro, uh, David Manea from Beckman was might might have been the most unknown player to most of those people in attendance, and he made an All Star game, so that was great to see for him. Um, yeah, he was very good. He, he was solid. Six five from Beckman and Irvine. Yeah, locally. Yeah, and then uh, Peyton White from Corona Centennial. He's a sophomore, but he's also a good player. But yeah, I think we we nailed this one on the head, Ronnie, as far as you know, getting names out for for guys who you know deserved recognition, um, whether they were highly regarded. Or whether they were, you know, under underrated. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the In the Paint Show, presented by Ball is Life. You guys can find us on the various streaming apps, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Please give us a like, a subscribe, shoot us a comment. You know, uh, rate us if you hate us. That's great. If you love us, we love that too. Um, hit us, hit us up on Twitter um, with your thoughts. I like, you know, when we walk around the gym, people say, "Hey, we listen to the podcast. We like it." You know, that's great. Hey, yeah. we listen to the podcast. You guys are stupid. We hate you. Yeah. That's also great. Yeah. yeah. You're listening. <laughs> You're listening. That's, that's what You've we listened. want. That's yeah. what we and, want. And again, we said, if you have any ideas or thoughts, you know, of uh, something that's pressing we could talk about, we're going to hit some of the things that we've talked about before. Obviously, that California Play-to-Play Act is still there. We, Devin, we haven't even talked about uh, the NCA inquiry to the uh, – to the corruption scandal, yep. it's kind of leading to yeah. to some charges against the University of Kansas. There might be some other schools yep. coming down the pike. So again, we don't know how that's going to affect some of these players we've talked about in terms of the college year, in terms of Cole Anthony and all these guys. We just don't know how the college season is going to play out yet. Yep. So there's no point in getting too deep into it till we get more information. Yep. So you know, and so yeah. we will talk about that. We're going to talk about the All Decade, you know, high school basketball team. Uh, next month in October, obviously we're going from 2010 season to 2019. That's 10 seasons, not including the 1920. That'd be part of the next decade. We've had 10 seasons, you know, crazy times, create a lot of memories. So we'll, we'll kind of go over that a little bit in the future. And like you said, if you have any other pressing thing that you think we should be hitting on, 
you know, we're going to fall league is, is full swing. We're going to be going to another event this weekend. Devin's um, fall summit at colony who's by ugly. So we're going to get a, some of the look at some of these guys in a completely different setting. And we'll, we'll come back and tell you how they look with their team setting compared to more of an individual camp setting. And that should be good as well. So, uh, you know, plenty of exciting things coming up. Yep. Make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of those exciting things. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're all on all of them. Every one of them. Anything you can think of, we're there. So uh, for Devin Ugland and Ronnie Flores in episode 40 of the Balls Life in the Paint show, we will talk to you next week.